Is it yourself? My God, I've nearly <laughs> forgotten what we look and sound like. We've been away for so long. Welcome to Fox Force 5. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Coming into this bank holiday weekend in Ireland. Whoop, whoop. It's not in the UK, is it? It feels so insanely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. It feels so insanely ridiculous that we're... Two weeks. Already, we have a bank holiday just after Easter. I feel like I haven't gotten over Easter. It's, I hate that. I hate that. It's like, save them for when we need I them. I know, it's true. We have a lot, like in April, May, June, there's a lot. Yeah. So... Yeah, I feel like uh, we have to explain to listeners what's been going on the last couple of weeks. So uh, actually, to be fair, we're just late this week because I was sick. It's quite simple. Um, I was not well. I I think I've had about 10 days in the last six weeks where I felt normal. I swear to God. I think it's going back into society, though, and not it's not even COVID. It's just like every bug whatsoever is being picked up, you know? Yeah. Totally. I feel like I had two illnesses this week. I feel like I had like a head cold and I also had some sort of stomach flu. So I was not well um, and off work and everything. Um, But I was out Friday night and Saturday night at gigs last weekend, which was great and great to be out at gigs. But maybe and and actually at home in bed for like kind of midnight, you know, not like on the piss, like, you know, a couple of drinks or whatever. And um, but just sick as a dog come with the cold Monday and by, with the stomach flu by Tuesday. So I was just, yeah. So I'm still not quite right, to be honest with you. But, um. Nasally. Nasally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I can't, can't hear properly oh, either. Oh, no, I hate uh, that. That's sometimes it's the worst. Uh, and, the popping. And, you know, when you sleep with your mouth open, if your nose is blocked and then everything tastes like <laughs> and you just want to eat things that taste really strong you know and yeah. like I had a cheese and onion sandwich for my lunch yesterday because I was just like I need something fierce yeah, fiercely yeah, yeah. strong that you can actually taste properly <laughs> so the podcast is like two and a half days late so sorry everybody but we're, we're here back. for the weekend everyone has a nice vlog weekend I'm sure mm. you'll fit in a nice uh, episode of Facts for Us 5 and even when we weren't here the week before last we had people listening to older episodes so thanks everybody yeah <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, the last time we spoke, we had that really short sort of Easter episode, so we haven't had a proper um, proper episode in ages. But yeah, we were reunited at Easter in Killarney, which was a fantastic weekend altogether. We had great crack and met loads of people and caught up with loads of people. Saw loads of people I hadn't actually seen since we left last August. And you're like, where did that nine months go or whatever it is? It's bizarre. I mean, obviously Christmas was a washout, but like, it's so strange. But um, no, it was lovely to have proper catch-ups with lots of people and spend time with the fam. And we paid a trip to Kennedy's farm, which was great. Uh, If you haven't anyone around Killarney or Cork, you should go. It's brilliant. Um, And what else? We had a couple of nights out, well, a night out and we had... The bridesmaids all got together for the mm. wedding prep, which was awesome. Yeah. Decided on some dresses and everything. That was great. And um, yeah, it was. It feels like no jam-packed. joke three months ago. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. Jam packed. Jam. Yeah, exactly. It was jam packed. So um, that's great. And uh, otherwise, my life has been full of house moves and stuff because we're moving now in. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Four weeks today. <laughs> four weeks today oh so, wow yeah my, Mad. I feel like my life is not my own but um yeah so trying to start out move stuff but also like childcare stuff mm. and uh all of that which is a living nightmare um but 
positive that we're moving in that direction and also totally freaked out about the fact that I've no furniture for this house. But oh, never mind, yeah. we can sit in cardboard boxes, I suppose. And it's just delivery for everything is taking so yeah, long. So we went oh. um so we went to look at our kitchen last weekend and I always nice. thought it'd be a lovely experience. It was possibly one of the most overwhelming experiences of my whole life. Isn't it over? Oh it's so God. overwhelming. I you're like, like, I can't make this decision. This is a big why, decision. Why am I too? having to make yeah. this? Yeah. And then yeah. your man was like, okay, and what do you want to do? Like, I've always wanted a range master and your man was kind of trying to put me off. Now I think I've kind of gone back to it and I still want it again. But we went to Harvey Norman for a look afterwards and like we were chatting to the manager and everything was so depressing. It was like, see that fridge over there? I finished work on a Tuesday, came back in on Saturday and that fridge was a thousand euro more expensive because they just can't get parts and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> like having a nervous breakdown. You're joking. And then also we obviously need to like, if we're ordering a range mask or whatever, we need to kind of get ordering it. And just choose like order whatever it is you need, order it soon, you know. And like I didn't even get to buy from her. She was like just trying to get us to buy on the day. Like she knew we weren't going to buy, but she was just like, uh, you have to order whatever. They can't get chips. They can't get this. They can't get that. But she did demonstrate an induction hob. It was my first time ever seeing an induction hob in <laughs> in actual practice. Uh, They're fucking mad things all together. Have you seen them? They go cold straight away. Isn't it? Yeah, and they go hot straight yeah, away. Like the, she put, a, she put like a pot of boiling wa- of cold water on the bloody hob, and it was boiling within ninety seconds. I was yeah. like, "What?" My mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, we're not going to get one. But it was still fascinating. I found mm-hmm. it like it was gas. Welcome here, you're listening. You're what? welcome to my range master if you want to come over with a trailer. <laughs> I'll swap you for a fridge. We have to have this conversation. I'll swap you for a fridge. You bring me a nice American fridge and you can have my um, range master. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, it is. It's scary. And I mean, you're talking about for a move in, in when? October. Is it? But yeah, we like we were in there obviously and we were like myself and Jordan have a notion sure what we were doing. We kind of picked I was like, I'm I like blue. <laughs> That's kind of it. <laughs> and uh we were, you know I like blue. Jesus Christ. I felt like crying. I was like, uh like even some of the stuff he was saying, like oh, as soon as we left the place, I was like, Jerk, can you explain that to me now again? Because I didn't have a notion what your man was out about. But as we were leaving, like there was a girl coming in, she had her iPad Pro and everything like designed on the iPad. I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never been more less prepared in my entire life so the two of us were laughing we were like oh my god your man must have been like these two <laughs> don't have a notion it's a bit overwhelming but, isn't it um, yeah. totally overwhelming but he did say we had to come back in the next three weeks to order it and like the house is supposed to be end of November oh you need to decide what you want as the kitchen by oh Jesus right, yeah okay. in the next three weeks so and we're actually pushing that we're probably going yeah. to go the end of the three weeks just because we still don't really have a notion and so yeah it was mad. I mean, look, it's not a bad complaint. Oh, no, it's, great. It's, yeah. it's great. It's fabulous to be doing it. But I didn't think it would be as overwhelming as it was. Yeah. <laughs> my brain was like, Thankfully, oh, my we don't God. have that yeah. same pressure in the sense that there's everything in our house and it's all functioning. So there's, you know, it's fine. But yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's that sort of, even like we need a new couch, we need dining table, we need a new bed, we need and that they're just kind of primary things, you know, and then we need yeah. all the sort of storage and sideboards and shelves and bookcases and all that, yeah. all that stuff. Right. 
But it's like, I, I see something I like and then I'm like, but I don't know what else is in the room. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't buy this because I've no idea what else is going in. And I think maybe. But also it's a big house with a lot of rooms. You're going from a smallish kind of yeah. house to a bigger house. So yeah. it's like all the stuff you have is not even going to fit into it. <laughs> all the stuff I have already wouldn't fit in one room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's madness. So, and, and I don't want to rush buy stuff because I don't want to just end up with loads of stuff that don't go together or don't. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I kind of like an eclectic kind of look in that, but it's it's just I don't want it to be, be... Having lived in rented houses or small houses or not my forever house for my whole life, I now have the opportunity to buy what I want and put it in the right place and have yeah. it all go together. And I'm like, I don't want to buy something. And a lot of these things are bloody expensive, as you say. Yeah, you don't want to buy something and then be like, shit, that totally doesn't go in the room or it totally or whatever, jars yeah. with something else or whatever, you know. So, uh, yeah, but as you say, first world problems... Um, and, you know, roof over the head is the first thing anyway. But yeah, you've got the pressure. Of yes. And in, any but. like um, new house do's and don'ts, I would love to hear. So if you want to submit them under in the comment section of our next um, post, that'd be great. Or yeah. like kitchen things that are great to do and kitchen things that are bad ideas. So I was asking some of my yeah. buddies and some of them were suggesting like, you know, have your cupboards near the dishwasher, like simple things that I yeah. wouldn't have a notion to think about. And if you have an island, make sure it has power and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah. So any uh, kitchen or new house suggestions, please. I know a lot of those really matte kitchens that are out at the moment, they are a nightmare to keep clean. Like you get fingerprints yeah, on them. No, we're going for wood. I'm yeah. going to go for a wood and kind of green look because some of the modern ones that are kind of plasticky, yeah, yeah. every single fingerprint is on them. Yeah, I think like, large. and no disrespect to anyone that has one, but I think they're they're quite, I mean, it's nice to be on trend and all that, but they're very trendy at the moment. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think I'd be going for something a bit more traditional like as well. Classic. Yeah. 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 Especially for the yeah. kitchen. And we, yeah, but it's a kind of not really like us, I would say. We're kind of most of the time going for kind of modern enough stuff. But I get, yeah, I totally agree in terms of longevity. And mm-hmm. if you want to sell that house, get in the future and stuff. Like those in modern kitchens now that are very minimalistic could yeah. be out of fashion again yeah, in three yeah, or four yeah. years. Whereas like that kind of wooden kitchen look is, is traditional. Yeah, like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could sit here and talk about kitchens all day. <laughs> Um, no <laughs> no not really <laughs> um, this is yeah. actually a kitchen podcast <laughs> <laughs> this is a house moving podcast um, yeah I just can't wait to be oh I don't know like it's just such a busy time coming up between the house move and then uh, I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast but I'm going to Glastonbury and then your wedding and um, it's just like Kelly's I f- more excited for Glastonbury <laughs> than the wedding <laughs> not true not true uh, they're running into one another so um, it's going to be the time of my life <laughs> but um, so I just feel like the next sort of two months are a blur and then July August things might start mid July August things might yeah. start to calm down a little bit Um so yeah but uh, it's all good it's just great great complaints I must say um, mm. we better get going so because it's the crack of dawn and we've got to go to work and everything so we get on with this and uh, yeah number one one so this week we're talking about uh, how we live and how we can live better there's a man mm. by the name of Eric Edmides and he's a behavioural change expert and he was talking in Dublin last week and he has uh, given us nine things he reckons are essential for human happiness uh, and they oh. range from the obvious to slightly more complex but are roughly mapped out in order order of urgency so uh, first up is air <laughs> which is a bit like no shit Sherlock um, a need so fundamental that our bodies take it in without us even knowing however he says we need to make the distinction 
uh, around breathing and breathing properly. Uh, so he says many of us are breathing bad quality air and and on top of that, most of us are breathing badly. We breathe shallow all of the time. This is why he's just doing deep breathing exercises. Uh, an animal breathing shallow is an animal in danger. It's an animal under stress and it's an animal producing stress chemicals. An animal breathing loudly is an animal that feels safe. Now you know why those gut deep exhales and yoga feel so comforting. Deep breathing, he says, is one way to signal to the body that you're safe and decrease stress levels. Second one is water, uh, which is obvious. So I'm not going to go into that one. Uh, third one is sleep. Once again, you guessed it. Quality of sleep is key here. Understanding how to get the best night's sleep can be vital. It's never been easier to figure that out uh, when you can use things like um, apps and all that kind of thing. Energy management. Okay, we're getting a bit more complex here now. So while many of us consider what food we put in our bodies, Edmides says this is a little bit more complicated than just what we eat. We require balanced metabolism and our metabolism uh, are capable of processing and using as f- uh, fuel, sugar, fat and protein. It needs to do all of these things uh, on a seasonal rotation. The way life is now, people only ever burn sugar and that's really stressful. It's bad for your immune system. It's bad for your emotions. I think that's kind of interesting. Probably need to read into that a bit more. But the seasonal rotation thing, you know, I think it's about sort of eating different things in different seasons and hearty stuff in the winter and lighter stuff in the summer and all that. Because your, I guess your body knows, you know, by its own regulation as well. Well, you're kind of hibernating in the winter somewhat. Yeah. It's probably something to do with that. Like, you know, that like obviously the darkness and stuff like that, you're less active. Like I even just lately, like yeah. you're naturally more active in totally. the summer because the days are Amazing. Yeah, you, you know, totally realise yeah. like you're happy to go out and do something at half six or seven in the evening. Yeah. Whereas in the winter, you wouldn't step foot outside the door after you go home. Like. Nah. Um, mm. Next one is movement. As well as giving the body endorphins and aiding stress relief, movement serves a specific purpose for our lymphatic system. Unlike the cardiovascular system, the body's lymphatic system, the cleaning system of the body doesn't have a pump, he explains. We didn't need to, to develop one because our ancestors had to walk 10, 15 miles a day. They bend, they bend over, lift things, blah, blah, blah. The lymphatic system uses muscular tractions to move lymph, he says, but a current lifestyles where people spend lots of time in cars or bent over laptops, that function isn't being performed as well. That is very interesting. Okay, next, nutrition. While what you eat is crucial to your well-being, Edmides highlights the importance of non-energy nutrition, such as vitamins, minerals, amino acids and fats. One of the challenges we have right now is the diet industry is taking a bunch of people who are overfed sugar and stimulants and underfed nutrients and then asking them to eat even less. The focus for anyone wanting to turn their diet around shouldn't be about removing the bad stuff. It should be about putting in enough of the good stuff. I think that makes a lot of sense as well, doesn't it? Uh, Next up, sunlight, one of our favourites. We all love the buzz (laughs) from a sunny day. And as well as lifting our spirits, sunlight helps the production of vitamin D in our bodies, which is essential for our immuno function and bone health. He also says that many of us are somewhat vitamin D deficient as we spend more time indoors. Uh, we saw this during the pandemic. Two very interesting things. Vitamin D de- deficiency exists in something like 90% of adverse COVID cases. And it's even worse among people of colour as their skin is darker, so they get even less sunlight through. We are social animals. We are designed for being with each other, Edmide says, whether that's physical touch or... Oh, sorry, this is... I moved on to the next one there. Whoops. This is interesting, this one. Connection. We're social animals. We're designed for being with each other, Edmide says, whether that's physical touch or great conversation. When people don't get that real connection, they increase their production of stress chemicals. They become more neurotic. Their immune systems suffer. He adds that immune systems are strengthened by contact as each person's microbes interact with each other. When we isolate, it's generally bad for our mental and physical health. No shit. Look at the state of me after interacting with people. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to have the best summer ever because I'm not going to get sick at all. Like, 
I used, You're going to be sick now. <laughs> I don't remember being sick before COVID for a very, very, very long time, like for years, you know. But sure, our immune systems are totally shattered. <clears throat> like, shattered. Oh. Sure, I moved a bit of bloody clothes around in the wardrobe. I got a sinus infection for three weeks. So like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, but I agree with what he's saying there about connection. You know, I was saying that about that weekend we had in London where it was one of our first sort of weekends back in society. And um, mm. it was so energizing and revitalizing, you know. I think we do neglect how much connection sort of energizes yeah, us sure. you know even with strangers it's therapeutic sometimes even just having like a night out with your friends that you haven't seen in ages it can be like therapy i think yeah, you totally. know we just sit down and have a conversation like we were all totally robbed of that the last two years yeah i think as well though those kind of meaningless interactions you know talking to someone in the shop or talking to someone in the taxi queue or talking to someone in the ladies toilets or yeah. whatever those little things i think are I know they yeah, it's don't. Yeah, nice. I appreciate them more yeah. now, I think, than I ever did before. Totally. And even in work. Oh, so I've gone back to the office and like when I see people now that I haven't seen in ages, like I make a point of being like, hi, and saying their name, you know, to be like, you know, let's have a chat. Whereas like before you'd kind of be like, oh, just going to look down and keep walking. <laughs> 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 you know, like more antisocial. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like bubbly and like, you know, chat to people. Oh my God, and, like, how are you? Have you got five? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, nice. Uh, I wonder how long that last. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the last one is peace. Uh, he says, I mean, personal peace. While we live in the safest times in the history of the earth. I don't think so. Not if you live in Ukraine. But anyway, these days we can be stressed out by the wrong post on social media. Stress chemicals are not inherently bad, he says, as long as they're not in you all the time. Teenagers, in particular teenage girls, aren't getting enough Peace, he says, thanks to the constant deluge of social media posts and unrealistic beauty standards. Peace means disengaging from those things. It means taking the time to do breathing exercises, walking in nature, listening to the birds sing, getting the sun on your skin. He says we need about 20 to 30 minutes of peace every day. I would give anything for two to to three minutes (laughs) of peace a day. I would. (laughs) Um. So there you go. Go out, go forth and change your life, people. With those nine oh, things. Oh, it's a good one. We could do with it. Although I do think like we're in a much better space than even this time last year, you know, oh, yeah. except for the poor, poor Ukraine and the Ukrainians and the news yeah. is still depressing. But, you know, maybe like in our personal lives, having plans and stuff like that definitely makes a difference and, yeah. you know, having a bit of a life again. So Awesome. Oh, awesome. good. Yep. Very good. Okay. Number two. So this week, uh, we actually went to the cinema to see a few things in the last few weeks. So I thought I would talk about them. Uh, the first thing is we went to see the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Cool. So a uh, bit torn on this because obviously um, we have, you know, um, J.K. Rowling and obviously everything oh, that's yeah. gone on there in the in burning, you know, her bridges, should I say, yeah. um, over the last few years. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, I think maybe there hasn't been as much of a, want for this okay. I think because of everything that's happened over the last couple of the years the shine has sure. definitely but, got um, offer yeah 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 for sure um, but so went to see it in the cinema it's a total filler movie I like I think there's four or five of these movies there's obviously three out now okay. fantastic piece I really enjoyed the first one I thought it was really good second one was grand I mean they're all kind of harmless like they're just nice like kind of watches yeah. um, again this one same kind of thing. Like if you're a Harry Potter fan and all that, you probably would enjoy it because it's just, you know, that kind of fantasy world again. But it's kind of a filler movie, yeah. I feel. Um, you know, because it's they're obviously building up to something kind of more of like a war kind of thing. But um, 
Yeah. And uh, like Ezra Miller as well, the actor has gotten a bit of bad rep in the press lately. So like people are a bit nervous of him and all that too. So uh, yeah, so it has a few of its own challenges is all I would say. Um, And obviously they've replaced Johnny Depp in it. So it's now, you know, uh, Mads Mikkelsen uh, is the new actor who plays that character. Grindelwald in the movies because Johnny Depp was replaced. And speaking of Johnny Depp, Oh my gosh, have you been following the court case, no? Uh, I have sort of been following the case, not not intently, but I feel like everybody is like turning on Amber Heard big time. Well, she hasn't taken to the stand yet, so like it's been very much like his side so far, you know, although he's been on the stand and he came across well and all that, but like there's some mad shit coming out like about her taking a shit in his bed and all this stuff. Like, what? I mean, it's just absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bonkers altogether. So we might talk about it as the weeks go on, yeah. but... um. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, had a look, definitely check it out. I'll talk about one or two of the accounts maybe later that um, you can follow okay. to have a, a real grasp of the court case. But oh, anyway, okay. so yeah, totally harmless. It was grand. If you have kids that are a certain age, you might like to go and see it because it's a good like thing to go watch. You know, it's harmless. Some of it I liked. It's kind of like, you know, fantasy-esque stuff. So I like that. So, but it's not the best one. The best one's probably the first one, but uh, still worth a watch, I think. Okay. Um. And then last night we went to see the Northman. So mostly oh, because I have about this. a massive crush on Alexander Skarsgård since he was Eric in True Blood yeah. many years ago. Mm-hmm. Eric Northman, interestingly, and now he's playing the Northman in Northman. Bizarre, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't even know how I feel about this movie. I have Very to say, gory. it was very gory. Like they try to do it historically correct. Yeah. So. That age of man is really brutal. Yeah. So it's very gory. So what are we talking Children like? Children being murdered. 1500s kids being murdered. is it? What, where does it say? No, it's um, AD, like 800, 900 AD. Oh my God. So like, okay. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, very long ago. Um, so kind of before even the Normans or any of that stuff, like, yeah. you know, it's pure kind of Viking-esque stuff. But it is mental. <laughs> It's like I <laughs> like even when we came out of it last night, I was like, um, I don't actually know whether I liked it. Am I in shock? Uh, what's going on? Like the guy who directs it, Robert Eggers, is quite dark. So yeah. He does like very dark movies. Yeah. So like, don't go into this expecting like kind of a joyful epic. You know, somebody said to me, I was it like Conan the Barbarian? No, if he was maybe on acid and murdered everybody, it yeah. would be Conan the Barbarian. Um, I like. I mean, it's I think a, I enjoyed it. A, it's a re- kind but, of a revenge tale, is it? A revenge tale? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's a kid. I mean, everyone knows that it's that she comes up in the trailer. He's a kid, and his dad is murdered, and his mom is kind of taken, okay. and all that. And yeah. then it's kind of like he grows up, and next thing we see him, and he's killing all these people. But he just doesn't really have to seem to have any conscience. You know, he's just kind of turned away from everything. Yeah. And then he decides to go back. But there's a bit of kind of magicy kind of stuff in it as well, and like mystical kind of stuff and about the gods and all this and he like you know wants to seek revenge on whoever did this and he meets um that beautiful girl what's her name you know that was in Anna Taylor Joy and yeah Taylor Joy who was in you know the so yes yeah she's kind of the love interest in it yes exactly um 
and Nicole Kidman's in it. She plays um, his mother. Really good cast. Um, William Defoe was in it as well. Like very lots of familiar uh, Ethan Hawke. Bjork is in it, and yeah. I don't know what character she played. So <laughs> I need to go back and look at it again because I was reading the cast and Bjork came up. I didn't recognize her in it when we were watching it. It is. Um, I don't know. Like again, like I'm totally blown away See, by the thing. That some films, of, if they don't, if if they leave you feeling like that 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 it's a good film you know that you can't comprehend Maybe. it like, like it's I like think challenging acting, yeah I think the acting is a bit not great just those two main characters like Skarsgård like I feel like he's such a gorgeous massive man yeah. that like sometimes the acting might not be as strong as maybe it could be but like the whole thing is just fucking bonkers like it's bonkers because it's kind of this whole like kind of fantasy side too to it mm. as well as the real life story and then there's just a lot of violence. <laughs> I don't know. If you're into like violent movies that are kind of historical, because it does, some of it is definitely historically correct in yeah. the sense of like the stuff they do with their dead and things like that and what they would have believed at the time and all that. Like yeah. that was all very real in it. Okay. But Jesus, it's one or two bits where I was like wincing because mm. of the violence, you know, and I don't mind violent stuff. So uh, if you like those kind of Viking kind of movies and you watch the Viking TV series and stuff, I'd say you'd enjoy it. But like at the end of the movie last night, everyone was just very silent. <laughs> So okay. I couldn't tell you Shock. if anyone liked it or not. Right. Yes. Kind of shook yeah. by the entire thing. Okay. So anyway, it was mad, mad watch. So that's my two for this week. Totally different did movies. You, but did um, you find her a bit wooden as well, is it? I, I didn't find her great in uh, Peaky Blinders, that actress. The, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't like. Well, she was good in The Queen's Gambit, that, but I just found, found her a bit. See, their accents are kind of funny too. Although he's Swedish, like their accents are kind of like funny <laughs> you know because they're trying to do this kind of Nordic accent yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know I just kind of find myself like drifting off it. from when they were together you know and stuff like that yeah. but it is mental like I don't know if I would ever watch it again but is it worth watching as like somebody who's into films probably because yeah. it is kind of mad I've never seen anything like it before okay um so yeah, so I couldn't tell you to go watch it or not. You'd really have to make the call knowing that it's really violent. Oh, yeah, yeah I would like, I think I still would lally. like to watch it. Yeah, I think I like things that are a bit different, a bit challenging. So yeah. Yeah, it is definitely that. But um, I mean, listen, I could watch him all day long. So <laughs> yeah, there's that bonus. <laughs> um, we watched, we started watching with mom that um, Anatomy of a Scandal. Oh yeah. And we yes, finished yeah. it. It's all right. Um, it's, Sienna Miller and the mm. the lady who plays Mary in Downton Abbey, Michelle something. Yes. Um, what is her name? Uh, Doherty. Michelle Doherty. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's um, it was strange. It's probably worth watching, but it was a bit strange. Um, you kind of get drawn into it and I'm not sure the ending is very satisfactory, but there you go. Um, and we have, we started that Julia thing with mom, which I was really enjoying. Oh but yeah, we can't that get looks it nice, yeah. At the moment, um, it's Sarah Lancashire playing Old this, Sky. yeah, playing this TV chef who was, who's Julia Childs, very Chiles. famous. Yeah, first ever TV chef, basically. Um, mm. she plays the part brilliantly. Uh, I love her in anything. And yeah, I was really enjoying that. A lot of famous faces, from um, Cheers and Fraser, that gang. Um, yeah. So the guy who played Niles, Fraser's brother, and the oh, yes, woman yeah. who played Fraser's wife, they're both in it. Um, so, yeah, so that's very enjoyable if you're looking for something new to watch on Sky. And what else? We, oh, we just started The Split, which is I think is in season three on ITV at the moment, or UTV, but, or Virgin in Ireland, maybe. But um, it's, 
we've gone back to the very start and I'm actually enjoying that as well. And I'd never really heard of it. So oh. that's cool. They're like a family of divorce lawyers <laughs> and oh. they are going through various ups and downs themselves. And uh, one of them breaks away from the family practice and blah, blah, blah. So interesting. And Sounds good. lots of good actors in it as well. British actors. And yeah, so we finished up a lot of things there. Grey's Anatomy is back. Hallelujah. Missed it. Um, and yeah, finished a lot of things and started a lot of things. So uh, I'll have more in-depth analysis for you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bridgerton. I watched the first Bridgerton the other day when I was sick. I was oh, lying yeah. on the couch. So um, I enjoyed that, I must say. And Dairy Girls. Oh my God. I haven't seen the third oh, one yeah. yet. The second one, I laughed. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh Don't tell me. Oh my God. Don't the talk about second it. second one, I, you know, when you actually laugh out loud multiple times during a yeah. half hour comedy, like it was hilarious. It was so funny. It oh was God. brilliant. And I was delighted because I'd read a really quite negative review in the Times the week before. And I was like... I thought the first episode was grand. It wasn't like hilarious. It was grand. Yeah. But the second episode was absolutely brilliant. So, But they're not all hilarious. Like no. I find that as well with them. Yeah. So, and it's kind of like they know. Yeah. They know that this certain episode will be a lot funnier than the last oh, one or whatever. Like, I mean, they, I don't think they can have it as hilarious in every single episode. But they've, they've loads of um, guest stars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. as well, uh, which I'm not sure adds anything to it. But um, in fact, the one that I watched... Oh, the one that's oh, it's so funny. My God. It's just, it's it's our era as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the Spice Girls and all that jazz. And oh, it was just hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. And uh, we better move along because time is pushing on. So uh, thank you for that, Nicola. And number three, Fox of the Week. Three. So Fox of the Week this week was actually popped into my head because, and this is terrible, but when I was watching Bridgerton, it was only the first episode and the ladies are being shown around society or whatever or brought into society. And Eloise Bridgerton, who's the kind of rebel Bridgerton, yeah. is talking to Featherington, female Featherington, I can't remember yeah. her first name, Nicola Coughlin's character. Penelope. Penelope. Mm. And um, she's saying, you know, why do we even have to come out in society? Why can't we be more like Mary Wollstonecraft? Who, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so good. I said I talk about Mary Wollstonecraft this week in case anyone's watching Bridgerton and they don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mary Wollstonecraft born actually this week in 1759, quite a long time ago. Um, she was an English writer, philosopher and advocate of women's rights until the late 20th century. Wollstonecraft's life, which encompassed several unconventional personal relationships at the time. And in my head, I thought, oh, was she a lesbian? And then I actually found out later it was just that she was she saw people outside of marriage. You know, she had a ba- babies outside of marriage and stuff. That was the unconventional nature of it. Oh, um, okay. She received, uh, it, her relationships received more attention than her writing. Uh, today, she's regarded as one of the founding feminist philosophers and feminists often cite both her life and her works as important influences. During her brief career, she wrote novels, treatises and a travel narrative, a history of the French Revolution, a conduct book and a children's book. Wollstonecraft is best known for a vindication of the rights of women, Uh, which was published in 1792, in which she argues that women are not naturally inferior to men, but appear to be only so because they lack education. She suggests that both men and women should be treated as rational beings and imagines a social order founded on reason. Imagine that. Um, Imagine that. Well, back then, imagine that, you know, fair pleasure. She was born in Spitalfields in London. Her father was abusive. She has Irish heritage, I think, um, 
I couldn't tell you exactly what. Her father was abusive and spent his somewhat sizable fortune on a series of unsuccessful ventures in farming. Perturbed by the actions of her father and by her mother's death in 1780, Wollstonecraft set out to earn her own livelihood. In 1784, Mary, her sister Eliza and her best friend Fanny established a school in Newton Grange. Sorry, Newton Grange. She's going to have a laugh, Fanny. <laughs> I know. I mean, who calls it? I mean, it was common back then, but imagine calling your kid Fanny now. Well, anyway. sure, there's still plenty of dicks around as well, so, you know. <laughs> Good joke, thank uh, From her experiences teaching, Wollstonecraft wrote the pamphlet Thoughts on the Education of Daughters in 1787. When her friend Fanny died, RIP, in 1785, uh, Wollstonecraft took a position as governess for the Kingsborough family in Ireland, spending her time there to mourn and recover. She eventually found she was not suited for domestic work. Tell me about it. Um, three years later, she returned to London. That tattoos. <laughs> <Not succeeded>. <laughs> <laughs> put that on your bio. Um, three years later, she returned to London and became a translator and an advisor to Joseph Johnson, a noted publisher of radical texts. When Johnson launched the Analytical Review in 1788, Mary became a regular contributor. Within four years, she published her most famous work, A Vindication of the Rights of Women. In the work, she clearly abhors prevailing notions that women are helpless adornments of a household. Instead, she states that society breeds, in, invert, in, in, in uh, quotation marks, gentle domestic brutes, and that a confined existence makes women frustrated and transforms them into tyrants over their children and servants. The key, she purports, is educational reform, giving women access to the same education opportunities as men. In 1792, while visiting friends in France, she met Captain Gilbert Imley, an American timber merchant and adventurer. Taken by him, she soon became pregnant. They named their daughter Fanny, <laughs> after Mary's best friend. <laughs> How juvenile that we're joking about that. Uh. While nursing her firstborn, <laughs> Wollstonecraft wrote a conservative critique of the French Revolution in an, an historical and moral review of the origin and process of the French Revolution. She also wrote a deeply personal travel narrative, letters written during a short residence in Sweden, Norway and Denmark, which became her most popular book in the 1790s. After their travels in Scandinavia, Imlay left her. Mary recovered, finding new hope in a relationship with William Godwin, the founder of philosophical anarchism. Despite their belief in the tyranny of marriage, the couple eventually wed due to her pregnancy. The ideas in her book were truly revolutionary at the time and caused tremendous controversy. uh, Wollstonecraft also wrote Maria, or The Wrongs of Woman, which asserted that women had strong sexual desires and that it was degrading and immoral to pretend otherwise. The Life and Legacy of Wollstonecraft Craft has been the subject of several biographies, beginning with her husband's memoirs of the author of A Vindication of the Rights of a Woman. For many years, the scandalous aspects of her life, such as her two children born out of wedlock, were more noted than her works. The 1900s brought renewed interest in her writings. In 2011, her image was projected onto the Palace of Westminster to raise support for a permanent statue of the author. After Wollstonecraft's death, her widower published when he published the memoir, revealing her unorthodox lifestyle, which inadvertently destroyed her reputation for almost a century. However, with the emergence of the feminist movement at the turn of the 20th century, Wollstonecraft's advocacy of women's equality and critiques of conventional femininity became increasingly important. She died at the age of 38 only, leaving behind several unfinished manuscripts. She died 11 days after giving birth to her second daughter, Mary Shelley, who would become an accomplished writer and author of... Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I didn't know that. There you go. Wollstonecraft was a radical... But I didn't know that she was her daughter. I mean, I mean, I knew Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, but very interesting. 
uh, Wollstonecraft was a radical in the sense that she desired to bridge the gap between mankind's present circumstances and ultimate perfection. She was truly a child of the French Revolution and saw a new age of reason and benevolence close at hand. Mary undertook the task of helping women to achieve a better life, not only for themselves and for their children, but also for their husbands. Of course, it took more than a century before society began to put her views into effect. There you go. Oh, and well done. Not feeling well. And you did that very well. So oh, well done. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. So I yeah. think she's one of the big, big, big forerunners of feminists. Can you just imagine? I mean, it's hard to be a feminist and speak yeah. um, about what you believe in loudly today. You know, you get hassled yeah. for it. But like, can you imagine being back then and being like, you know, women are as good, if not better than men, you know? And imagine yeah, the shit she would have got. But um Amazing. Some people are born to do amazing yeah. things, aren't they? And she was one of them in, a, sh- in a short life, you know? Yeah, 38. Like, you wonder, it must have been complications from her birth or something yeah. that happened. Yeah. It was so close to it, but mad, 38. Yeah. Amazing. Very so, interesting. There you go. Uh, number four, over to you, Nick. Four. So number four, I'm going to give you two things because uh, the other thing I had prepped, but I uh, also thought I'd give you that account I was talking about for the Depp and her trial. So it is... Now, it's kind of hard to find it because Instagram doesn't really like her. <laughs> okay. So, you, it's basically, I'll give you the account. It's at house in habit, all one word, okay? H-O-U-S-E-I-N-H-A-B-I-T. Okay. But sometimes Instagram doesn't like her and won't have her pop up. Actually, she pops up now for me. Last week, she didn't. They have, they call it like shadow band. So when you search somebody, yeah, if they don't like stuff you're doing, they'll kind of stop you from turning up in searches and stuff. It's very interesting. Um, But she's popping up now. So she has all the depth and she also covered the um, Harvey Weinstein's, uh, the uh, what's her name? Giselle Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, She covered her trial as well and she's covering this. It's wild. So just good coverage. I mean, she's definitely on the side of Johnny Depp, yeah. but still it's quite interesting. She kind of covers all the important parts and the whole like conspiracy around like Elon Musk's involvement and all that stuff as well. It is wild. It is the trial of the decade really? already. So I know we're only th- two years in. Still. <laughs> so uh, check it out. She's very good. The other thing I thought we would demonstrate live on podcast. So I need you to take out your phone. After you blow your nose. <laughs> the bogeys were just about to roll down my face. Sorry. <laughs> so I need you to take out your phone and open Spotify for me. Certainly. And just before we do this, I want to thank Katie Welch for showing me this because it blew my mind. I really okay. enjoyed it. So you go to search. Word, word up to Katie. Yep. No, so I'll actually do it. So I'm in search now and all you type in is blend. Okay, so you can do it. Just maybe don't follow through. So B-L-E-N-D. Yeah. And then you'll see like a genre pops up up at the top. Mm -hmm. So then you have an option for create a blend. Yeah. And click that. You can send that to anyone you like. So if you want to send it to me, send it to me. And it will create our own little playlist with oh. songs that Spotify thinks that we both like or will enjoy. And so I send yeah. it to you via WhatsApp, and you just you accept yeah. it or whatever. And I yeah. And then if you go into there, you'll actually see it straight away. So da, da, da. I think if amazing. you go into it's like a mixtape. 
So join, I just joined it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now it does come up. It says your taste matches 68%. <laughs> so we're not that close, right? Mm-hmm. And then it says, get ready for your mix. Oh, Peter King. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. This song that brings you together is Once Upon a Christmas. Ah, uh, stop. That's hilarious. I love and it. And then you just go to your blend and you'll have it as a little, say, like Kelly and Nicola. So oh, I think screenshots we can add it oh, to I our little thing. That. And so you should have it as well in your playlists. And uh, so you go down through and like there's things like that. Love Tonight, which we love that song, David Guetta. That's our newest oh, yeah. tune from last autumn. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Common People, Pulp, uh, One Day Like This, Elbow, National Express, Divine Comedy, oh. Rainy Night in Soho by the Pogues. Uh, then there's a few musical numbers thrown in there. That's, it. That's definitely my side. Uh, Black Velvet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Limes, I have so, it here. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously, it's a pure mix because it's like, I mean, a lot of that musical stuff would be my stuff, you know, and then the kind of more unusual stuff would be your stuff. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> so, but isn't it so cool? Picture of you, boys, on that's definitely you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's only like 20 songs or something, but I think it's so cool. Oh, 30. I kind of oh, maybe it. more like. Yeah, three hours worth of music. It's just so a giggle to do it with really a friend cool. anyway, isn't it? Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I sent it to Jer the other day and I forgot to look at our results. I must have a quick look there now. Oh yeah, it's all totally random stuff. <laughs> but yeah, see my mu- my ones that I love are then throwing in all the musical stuff and all that. So yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's really cute. So oh. just throws in stuff that it takes both of get us. Get blending, like people. That, get so. blending. It's all yeah, about the blends. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my little whiskey and coffee and Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my uh, little little uh, internet follow for anything to do this week. Trend. Yes, I think this section is called follow or trend. Trend maybe is the more covers follows as well, doesn't it? Uh, Thank you for that. Okay, number five. Five. So this is music news, but I'm kind of uh, being loose in our definition of what music news is this week because I want to tell you about lick which is a hugely popular UK club night created for women by women, which is coming to Dublin. Uh, Yes, I saw this. Did you see this? The event started six years ago in London with a goal to provide a safe space for women and non-binary people to dance, drink and have fun and presumably unlock a whole new level of bathroom chat. Over the weekend, Lick announced via their TikTok page that they'd be bringing their night to six new cities, including Dublin. The women-only nightclub is trans-inclusive with Lick offering free taxis home for trans women of of colour at their London events. Uh, in the UK, Lick regularly welcomes attendees in their thousands to their club night to the chagrin of cis men who famously are not invited. <laughs> Comments from men in, on social posts in the past have included, so who pays for the drinks then? And defeats the point of clubbing. <laughs> defeats the point of clubbing. Women go clubbing for male attention. Uh, luckily, the Lick Ew. promoters aren't phased as they say in one of their viral TikToks, we don't have to pay for advertising because no one shares faster than an angry white man. An excellent marketing tactic, to be fair. Uh, Lick is expected to land in Dublin on June 25th and you can expect to enjoy promises of female G- DJs such as Monique B, Janelle Winter and Miller Black. I think that sounded great. I was like, yeah, I, you know, anything we've ever been to that's been f- yeah. practically female only or female plus heavy on male gay people is has always been brilliant. So I'm thinking like Sing Along Social, I'm thinking Spice Girls gig that you were at, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Always great crack, great vibes, positive 
loved up atmosphere. So uh, not saying that men wreck everything, but they wreck a lot of things. <laughs> oh, I think it's uh, like, look, anytime there's anything like that, that's like there's no men allowed. Then there's always men throwing their toys out of the pram. But I think it's a great idea. And absolutely, that day we were at Spice Girls, like there was very few straight men there. And it was one of the greatest days of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> so, well, saying that, me and Jer are actually going to Lady Gaga at the end of July. So. <laughs> I was going to say, you've seen Jer what, will be in the minority of straight men there, I'm sure. You've seen what the revolution looks like, yeah, at the, at the Spice Girls. i have group. to sequin him up for the day, you know. But um, I think it's a great idea. And especially for people, like trans people and stuff like that, that might not be comfortable, you know, yeah. in a different sort of a nightclub setting. I think it's a brilliant idea. So why not? Yeah, and I would happily go along if I was in Dublin. I would have no qualms about it. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I think. Imagine if you said to someone, "There's going to be a male-only thing." You'd be like, "Oh my god, there's going to be fights. There's going to be." <laughs> um, mm. But maybe not. I suppose well, football matches. Football and matches shit, are predominantly suppose, male, aren't they? Yeah, ninety percent men. I would say. Yeah. So um, no, that's cool. So check it out, lads. If you're going to be in Dublin, I guess that's coming. It'll be weekly or whatever, maybe monthly. Um, so plenty of ch- opportunities to get along to that over the next. Uh, six months or a year. So there you go. Um, I was seeing that the Met Gala is happening next week. We'll have to have a chat about oh, the style. So try not to spoil, spoil the outfits, people. We'll be talking about them, yeah. okay? So try not to look because yeah. we will promise to... So this year's theme <laughs> is um, in America, an anthology of fashion. So according to Vogue, the theme is all about... Why the- do they always have to have two? Like, when did, why didn't you just go one thing? I know if so, one is like one part one, and the other is the other part, isn't it? What if you, what if you just let me finish? Sorry. <laughs> According to Vogue, the theme is all about gilded glamour or white tie. Okay. If you haven't heard of this dress code, white tie is a step up from black tie. It's the most formal dress code there is. So we can only assume oh, for fuck's sake. all the stops will be rolled out. <laughs> this has all got to do with Bridgerton and the Gilded Age and all that stuff, isn't it? So it's going to be all gowns. Yeah. And... Well, it is very in at the moment, isn't yeah. it? All that stuff. Yeah. Um. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm excited for that though. Uh, Wouldn't you have to be invited to something white to tie? You'd actually have to wear some sort of princess gown to that, like... It's probably the only time in your life that you'd wear anything bigger than a wedding dress. You know what I mean? This week I decided that for my 35th birthday, or maybe 40th, (laughs) I'm going to have a prom themed party and we'll try to get everybody to wear like the stuff they wore when they went to the tips. Oh, hilarious. We did it for for my friend Sheila's head. We had an 80s prom. Yeah, that was great. And it was hilarious. The stuff people came in, Mm. like, you know, there was a lot of like, traditional dresses but then there was stuff like people got out with their mother's wardrobes which was gas yeah like, you know. but um, I'd say most of us probably kept our Debs dresses and like yeah. you know probably potentially might fit you into you do know if it. it was now though it'd be like on trend because my Debs dress I wore yeah. is fully on it's trend it's very on trend slip, yeah. no, mine dress, is not you know. no yours is total yeah, mine princess was like a dress cake. yeah, yeah <laughs> it was fucking terrible but I'd love yeah. to put it on again for yeah. the crack yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a party yeah. or something so yeah. if somebody could just throw a prom themed party or night or whatever I'll be there with my should we change the theme pink. for the hen so Debs dress. not <laughs> <laughs> give everybody a heart attack no imagine even trying to like pack the dress into the hen luggage like, <laughs> 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 it would take up the whole bloody bag yeah. uh, we are off to Ed Sheeran tonight oh Woo-hoo! exciting Park City mm-hmm. and the weather's been nice so uh, I'm not the biggest Ed Sheeran fan but it's a nice no, old, uh, he's night he's getting out. good all reviews he'll have a good time yeah 
Yeah, and the Bank Hollabobs, and it's our little nephew Rowan's communion tomorrow. Yes. So we have a Murphy weekend planned. And unfortunately, we, we can't be there, day. but yes, we saw Rowan a couple of weeks ago. So have a great day, gang. We'll miss you. And uh, we have a family gathering on Sunday here because it's Ruby's birthday, and we are hosting. Oh, so yeah, we have. Oh, nice. Side the family. So and Stuart's off Monday, and the girls are off Monday, but I'm working. But I'm kind of glad. <laughs> so. <laughs> See ya after work. Bye. Uh, So, yep. So that's the plan. So better get on with the day. So I will, we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Our little survey is still open. If anybody wants to contribute, we'll probably close that next week. So please take this opportunity, last chance to do our survey. You'll find the link in our bio on Instagram. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media if you're not. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please let everybody know. Thank you very much. Thank you. Love you all. Cheers. Bye.